0: from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Free Wheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nicol. To locum or not to locum, that is the question today. I want you, when you're having a tough time in veterinary medicine, working in practices, and you're not feeling loved, are going to decide to go into the land of the locum. And and I know that's, that's become a trend of late. I, I actually don't know how big of a trend that is and I wonder if it's one of those things that people are overblowing a little bit. But I want you to give it due consideration if you're going to do it, particularly if you're a new graduate. Now, before I get going, I'm not saying it's a bad decision for everybody, okay? Um, It's clearly going to be a good decision for some, you know, the plus points clearly are flexibility in your life, uh, the ability to choose what days you work and perhaps more time uh, of your own. Uh, You're going to get paid more per day, um, particularly in this market and particularly if you're good. And the other big benefit I can see there is you're gonna get a chance to visit a whole bunch of clinics that you might not otherwise have seen, which can be a really good strategy if you're looking for a job or something a bit more permanent to settle down. Clearly the downsides to it are that you will be moving around quite a lot and you won't have a settled home, you won't have a work family for want of a better phrase. Uh, You are going to struggle to form deep relationships with clients, because you're just not going to see them that often. And although that might, you might be very talented at communication, that is going to be a challenge for you. And it's one of the reasons why locums are generally far less busy in terms of the amount of work that they're doing uh, than the day vet, the regular vet that they would be replacing. um, Because all of the trust is with the person who's there most of the time. Um, And then of course the amount of skill that you have to have is actually pretty high. Once you start charging a higher amount, there's a greater expectation on you to actually start delivering. So I think you want to think very carefully about this. And there's certainly a stage in your career where I think it makes a good deal of sense, but there's a stage in your career where I think, think it makes absolutely terrible sense. And the stage that I would encourage you to very much avoid being a locum is in that first couple of years after graduation. You have to know your stuff. But if you're a young vet and you're gonna go out there, you have to go someplace where you're gonna get support, you're gonna get mentors, you're gonna have the right access to the right people, um, the tools, the mindset, the training, um, and the team that are gonna allow you to learn skills the right way and do a good job. Now as a locum, you're gonna be parachuted into a clinic and expected to work um, with different people, with different equipment, with different pet owners. So you've got three layers of challenges there. One, no one trusts you, okay? Trust is earned. And just because you show up as a locum, in actual fact, people will expect you to probably not be very good. It is a surprise when you get somebody going into a clinic who's who's good at what they do um, as a locum. So that's the first thing, trust. And when you don't have trust, you're starting from like, 10, 20 yards further back from where you would have been starting with in an exam room with a pet owner, for example. Once you start to have trust with pet owners, this career gets a lot easier. So if you're starting from miles behind the line and and the the pet owners don't trust you, um, that's a problem. And they won't trust you because the team doesn't trust you. And if the team doesn't trust you, they're not going to be, they're, they're just not going to be vibing in the same way. That is absolutely undeniable um so you've got a problem with trust you then have a problem with technology because you will be moving between clinics quite a lot you'll be using different anesthesia circuits you'll be using different surgical equipment you'll be using uh, different different um, imaging equipment you're not giving yourself the chance to learn deeply the fundamental skills that you need in order to get good okay and when you're changing stuff all of the time that particularly with anaesthesia is a recipe, it's asking for trouble, it's a recipe for, for potential disaster. Because when you hear this adage, the safest anaesthetic is the one that you use over and over and over and over. It's the one. it's the process that you get familiar with, it's not necessarily the most modern, funky, safe molecule um, because there's way more to an anaesthetic than just the medicine. Um, so if you're moving, then you're gonna have a technical issue. So you've got trust, then you've got technical, and then again, you're gonna have different teams that you're working with as well, different protocols, different processes. So all of that is good if you're exposing yourself to lots of new things, but until you have a sensible foothold in the profession, I think that's potentially a very damaging thing for you to do. So in that first two years of your career, at least two years, because it's gonna take you yeah, you're not gonna be a good vet after two years. It's going to take you at least five to become a competent, rounded surgeon or, or veterinary surgeon, veterinarian, okay? But it's certainly in those first two, um, I would encourage you to think very hardly. Now, yes, be careful about the job you choose, but there are so many jobs available right now that, that you've got much more choice than any generation of graduates in recent times. So you can choose a job well, All right, so do so. Um, Choose that job for support in terms of, um, will you have a mentor or mentors that are gonna help you learn things and be present and be patient with you? Uh, Are you going to have the time and the space that you require in order to learn the skills? So 10 minute appointments to do your consultations. It just doesn't work. You know, how can you do an exam, uh, the full exam room consultation room process in 10 minutes? Um, particularly if a practice is promising gold standard, be very careful of that. Um, And then what about the team? What is the vibe? What is the culture? Is it a place you wanna show up because people are supportive and look after each other? Or is it a toxic dump and cesspit? If that's the case, you wanna stay away, okay? So rather than locum your way to start with, find a place that ticks the boxes, make your criteria for what good looks like and choose your first job based on those things. after that point, once you pick up your basic skills, if you then wanna go out on the road and, and locum, um, then you know, by all means, go do it. Um, you become something more useful at that point. But as a new grad, don't rob yourself of the opportunity to learn and jump straight on the locum pathway. I think that is asking for trouble. So there you go, that's my my Question on to locum or not, particularly when you're thinking about it as a new graduate, that's what I've got. I think there's a better pathway for you. So what do you think? Maybe you have strong opinions that disagree with those, which is totally fine. Um, Drop something in the comments or let's have a dialogue on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Dave Nichol. And until next time on the show, be safe, be well, and be happy. thank you for listening to that episode of freewheeling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a rating or review on iTunes. That'd be much appreciated. Now, if you want to have your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. It's at Dr. Dave Nicol. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. I'll see you in the next episode.